welcome to Pred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now, here are your hosts, Red Runway, Buffalo Brian, and D-Law Dan Lawless. Welcome to episode 41 of the PWP. You can get us on Facebook at Pride Wings Podcast, Twitter at Pride Wings Pod, Twitch at Pride Wings Podcast, and you can always email us at PredWingsPodcast at gmail.com, and you can always join our live recording and get in and talk to the three of us. Uh, nothing new really happened this week for me on the hockey note, uh, hockey front. I did, did play goal last night in that, uh, another, uh, private, uh, the uh, private skate front rental type thing. It was just fun. I actually didn't play too bad. Uh, but I'm not gonna, not gonna talk too much about that because it's, it was just not a league game and. Not nothing really happened. Nothing funny happened. No, uh, you didn't get hung up on the boards or anything. No, I don't know. I was playing goal, so that would have been kind. Of, that would have been a trip. <laughs> oh, uh, nothing really new. Anything in fancy hockey? We didn't play play each other. So well, again, for the fifth time, seems like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, anything on your guys' fronts? <laughs> no, nothing, nothing here. I, uh, same old every single week, just all work and no play. But here we are. Same here. Same. We got, we, we got to get you on the ice. Yeah, that would be, that'd be <gasps> nice. Or is that Flying Dan again? Oh, you know what I'm not looking forward out. to this year or this week? My recaps. Were they that bad? Um, well, yeah, they weren't that great. I shouldn't say that they weren't that great because we had Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh was coming off a of back-to-back. Um, so Detroit travels down to Pittsburgh. Detroit goes four, goes down 4 nothing in the first period. In the first period, they went down 4 nothing. So the Red Wings have typically struggled here on the road. Fair! <laughs> what the hell was that? But uh, anyway, that thing just jumped out and got me. Um, but they came out in the second period and they battled back. They get two goals in the in the early second. Um, you know, Larkin comes out. He, he puts in a nice goal. Um, then you have Joey Valeno. He's been battling and, and just playing really fast and aggressive hockey. Uh, really showing his worth up here in Detroit. But, um, you know, they get two quick goals in the second, and they they carry that on into the third where um, Johnny Burgers uh, gets his fifth of the season. You know, he's having a really good stint up here. Um, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about him after this. You know, Perron comes and he gets his 12th, you know, just battling, you know, just a, a good battle down, you know, down below as a power play. Uh, great puck movement, and they were able to just, you know, find uh, David Perron wide open, puts it puts it home. Um, you know, so they battled back from a 4 nothing deficit in the first, and it's, it's nice to see a resilient Red Wings out there because instead of the teams that, you know, 
even this year, not not much better this year than last year. Um, but they just come out and they still battle. Where in years past, they you know the score would just get run. They would just get run every single game. And you know games like they had against Buffalo, you know a few weeks back, you know I think it was eight to two or something like that. It was a lot more frequent in years past. So it's nice to see them battle back, get a couple of goals in the second, couple of goals in the third, and then ultimately come out and score it towards the end of overtime, two thirteen into overtime. Um, Jake Wallman just knocks it home. So it was a great game. You know, they were coming back from the hell was that? Um, but they came back. They, they, they won. <laughs> they won this game. Holy cow! There's a lot going on right now. Detroit comes into Buffalo, snowy Buffalo, um, and unfortunately they just get run. You know, I didn't get to watch much of the game, but Buffalo just has Detroit's number this year. They just every single game Buffalo plays, they're able to score, you know, five or more goals, and they're just, you know, they they have Detroit dialed in. Um, you know, Heronic wow. had a pretty he had a pretty bad game, and he even. You know, down below, he knocked a puck right in, right over um, Helberg's, right over his pad. I don't, I don't even know why he was swinging a stick that way, but yeah, it was just, it was, it was not a good look wow. for Heronix. So he needs to, he needs to come out next game and and really, you know, pick it back up again. No, it's good. It was Helberg. He's played like what five games? Yeah, about six. But he's played well. He's played. I think he's played very well. You know, you're asking a lot of a guy that. You know, he's been in the league for a while and only has five or six starts in the league. I think he's playing respectable. Sounds like Michael Bunting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not, he's this guy's, no, he's not a rookie. <laughs> Walt to the NHL Sanders, he is. Uh, maybe he yeah. is. But I think, I think he's playing well. I mean, I think he's, he's right now a good number two while, you know, Ned gets, well, Ned gets, you know, back into, the swing of things, you know, get back to his, his regular form. I mean, he's been just, he's been out of, out of form for sure. So uh, hopefully he can, you know, get that back down in, in Grand Rapids and, you know, have a good, good bounce back. Cause you know, we know he's got what it takes. He held us last year, you know, he held us in so many games, but you know, so we just, we got to get some people back. So, but yeah, it was, it was a rough last game against Buffalo. Hopefully we can, we can bounce back and just keep going strong. So, how about you? How about you guys? Uh, well, it was uh, kind of an up and down. Uh, kind of, well, actually, it was more down than up for the Predators. But I will have to say, they did. They finally did get a win. No, that's the Predators' win song. That they don't like, they didn't get to play it because they were at Anaheim. Uh, well, um, we started off with Colorado at home, and it was just another bad loss overtime three to two. He did get a point, but I'm sick of these points. Oh, it was a win, we got a point, you know. Well, points don't do anything unless you get two of them, and then they stay home to play Dallas, and they actually didn't play all that bad considering you know Dallas is like top of the league top of the division um but just the way they lost it you know the last you know gave up the game 
Go ahead, goal with 52 seconds remaining. Almost there to get another point, at least going overtime, and that didn't happen. Um, so I don't know. I mean, is that the last draw for Hines? Um, but uh, I bet it's going all the way to Poil. Yeah, I do. Well, I do. I mean, it, what? I, I mean, what gives? What gives? He's not. He's not going to fire him. I don't know what the heck. It's going to come down to the owners. I don't know. The owners just don't. And I don't know what if the owners are silent or. You know, they're just well, apparently they are. There's, there's gonna come to a point where they're gonna tell the GM to get rid of this guy, or you're going. I mean, I don't know. Do owners do that? I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, the owners should. I mean, the way that the wings talk about. It, I mean, I'm not in in the room. I'm not, you know, privy to those conversations. But the way they talk about it is, you know, the ownership is very much involved in you know, the health of, of the organization. And that could come from, you know, getting a new GM, a new coach, because, um, you know, I mean, we're, I'm going to switch over to football, but with um, the Quinn Tricia era, you know, they got rid of those guys. Quinn and Patricia, it was, that, that came from the ownership. That was, um, you know, the Fords, they made a decision and that was it. So I'm I'm pretty sure that the ownership does play a part in it. But then they uh, they go on the road, uh, California trip, um, sort of. Um, they uh, stop in time. It was actually this afternoon. It was a fi- uh, well, Friday as we're recording. Um, uh, it's actually a quick a quick trip out to the West Coast. Um, but they ended up, it was a five o'clock Eastern time start. So it's two o'clock on the West. Um, not sure why it's, there seems like there's a lot of afternoon games today for some reason. Um, but they meant the Ducks must really be terrible because the press came out with a six to one lead and I saw some of the second period and uh, most of the third period and they actually looked pretty pretty good. I mean, they outshot them, uh, like, uh, two to one, basically. It was like 40, uh, 42, I think it was, uh, 40, 40, 43 to 27 shots on goal, <clears throat> uh, for the Predators. Uh, Thomas Novak scored again. Uh, he's looking good as far as, uh, younger players, rookie, uh, Colton Sissons, he scores, uh, he's only got four goals, but he he had the first goal of the game, and uh, <clears throat> Forsberg continues his uh, his hot streak, even though he's only got 11 goals, but maybe maybe he'll uh, get on a streak and and, and start putting up, put, putting up some numbers. He could. And then, um, he could. I mean, he, he's um, paid big money. I think, he, I think he's going to do it for you. I know Yossi had a power play goal. Uh, Nieder Ryder actually scored a goal off of a duck. He shot the puck and the puck deflected off of a duck player. I don't know see exactly who it was, and it wasn't in that. So, oh, that was like with five seconds ago. So that was his twelfth goal. So, um, you know they they were they finally got the bounces. So, um, but you know it's a win. A win's a win, and we'll we'll take it and 
that's all we got for the Predators. The Sabres this week had a very short week. Seems how on Tuesday their Columbus game was postponed due to the Buffalo Airport being closed. County was still under a travel ban. So that's two straight games that the Sabres missed due to this uh, weather event that happened in Buffalo, the blizzard of 22. Maybe Maybe it'll cool them off. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, going on to the uh, next game. Good old Detroit, as you've heard. Sabres went out to a early, well, not an early, but a 5 nothing after two periods before Detroit started climbing back, make it 5-3. And then Kyle Oposo, with the empty net hat trick, made it a 6-3 final score. Kyle led to three goals. Casey Middlestat, two goals. Jeff Skinner with one goal. Jeff Skinner now has 23 points in his last 12 games. That's a two-point-a-game trend right there. Uh, Kyle Poso is the second-oldest Sabre to record a hat-trick. I believe the oldest is... I don't remember who it was now. Anywho. Pat LaFontaine. No. uh, His name hangs in the rafters, but I can't think of it right now. Some fan I am. Yeah, exactly. The Sabres have now won five straight for the first time since the 10-game win streak back in November of 2018. So, yeah, this was a another short week, one game. <clears throat> but uh, I was worried that, like you said, they would cool off after the storm. They had a lot of travel issues. Just uh, getting to the game after Christmas break, I believe it was Casey Middlestat, flew into Columbus to meet the team there. And then they ended up not playing, so then he had to fly back to Buffalo, from what I understand. Um, so it was a rough week. In our serious note, our thoughts go out to the people in Buffalo. Quite a few have lost their lives due to this blizzard, and uh, <clears throat> it's not a uh, good thing. Well, now that they're getting some warm weathers, uh, maybe they'll uh, start thawing out a little bit. Let's hope not. Yeah, and then they'll and a lot of flooding. Talk about Boston for a second. Oh, go ahead. Then no, that's I, really You want. know how I feel about them. Oh, well, they just, but I my thought it was... God, they are hot. I mean, I don't know when we'll have to research it, but I don't know when a team started out this hot and stayed hot. Like how, you know, who was the last team? Because well, the... they're just winning and winning and winning and winning. They did have a loss to Arizona. Um, they had two losses in the month of December. They had two losses in the month of November. They had one loss in the month of October. That's incredible. Well, the Hurricanes are pretty hot, too. They uh, they shut out the Panthers. Uh, what's going on with the Panthers? They, they kind of... They kind of uh, cooled off too, but they uh, yeah, they don't make but, sense. I I wonder if they, they're gonna sneakily come back up, you know, be kind of like that that Tampa Bay a couple years ago, um, you know, they kind of just slowly crept their way back up to the top, and you know, rid that momentum in. Who knows? But I mean, they've got the potential. I, I but, just I don't know what's going on. 
But the Hurricanes got their with that uh, win against the Panthers. They got their tenth straight win, so they're they're as hot as Boston right now, and they that extended their point streak to sixteen as well. So, yeah, but I mean, if you look at it, they still be, had in the month of November, they still had four losses between Carolina and Boston. I, I think they're uh, they're not in the same division, but they're I mean they're they're only trailing Boston by five points, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just these teams. I mean, it's just incredible how these teams are right now. You know, Dallas and Vegas, they're on top of the uh, in the West with 50. So they're, you know, they're, they're right on their, on their heels, too. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who gets that, you know, is in the running for the uh, President's Trophy. Not that it really matters. It's still too early for that. Yeah, a little bit too early. But I forgot to mention, uh, Forsberg played his 600th NHL game tonight, and he did, you know, I mentioned he scored a goal in that. So, congratulations to for his 600th game and a goal. He's old. Not that old. But actually, um, as long as we're talking about Forsberg, I mentioned Forsberg. I know uh, last week you were on the Thompson train, and uh, you you're tra- trying to compare him with Forsberg as far as their contracts, and mm-hmm. just want to did a little re- research, and uh, you know Thompson's 25 and Forsberg's 28, so they're pretty much about the same age. I mean, three years is really nothing. Uh, they both, you know, Thompson signed that huge seven-year deal. Um, for some reason, the the AAV is only seven million. Um, Forsberg's was eight years. His AAV is eight and a half. So, I mean, again, it's really not that much more. It's only like a million dollars more. But both of their contracts will be ending the same year, uh, 2029-30. When that happens, uh, Thompson will be 32 and Forsberg will be 35, obviously. So, and you were mentioning, because I know I just want to bring that up because you were saying Forsberg will be at the end of his career. And um, Thompson, you know, will be in his prime, and they're pretty much the same age. And see, this is where I, I I hear what you're saying, and I understand the comparison. But to me, three years can be significant in the game of hockey. I mean, it's a fast-paced game; your body's going through so much on that ice. And you know, I just how many thirty-five-year-olds are I'd have to look. I mean, how many 35-year-olds are, you know, blowing up the league at or, top? Or 32-year-olds. Yeah, I mean, do the comparisons. I mean, I'd, I'd have to look and see. Well, Ovechkin's what? what I say he was 37 right now, and he's. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, he's putting up. How many does he have on, in the season? I didn't. I know he's got 803 or four or something. But that's what I mean. How many Ovechkins are there? Um, obviously not that many. And I mean, not for nothing, but Forsberg is not Ovechkin now. In his I, 20s. He probably won't be Ovechkin then either. I'm, but, you know. Um, well, that's what I mean. So, I mean, that's that's the point I'm trying to make. Is he going to be worth $8 million if he's not going to produce at that well, age? I doubt he'll get another $8 million a year contract at 35. Just like uh, I don't think Thompson will be getting a $7 million contract uh, as at that unless they, unless they restructure his contract before that. 
but that doesn't usually doesn't happen. And Ovechkin um, uh, this year has 23 goals in 38 games, so he's he's on a pace to to hit another 50 maybe like he did last year. All right, so here's some of the older players in the league. You've got Craig Anderson at 41, Mike Smith, 40, Mark Giordano, 39, Joe Pavelski, 38, Zach Parisi, 38, Marc-Andre Fleury, 37, Jeff Carter, 37, Ryan Suter, 37, uh, Pierre-Edouard uh, Bellamare, 37, Brent Burns, 37, Brian Elliott, 37, Patrice Bergeron, 37, Alex Goligowski, 37. You know, how many of those, I mean, there's a lot of big-name players in that list, but how many of them are putting up, you know, high-end numbers? I think Burns is having a great year. I don't know. I, I don't see their stats here. I'd have to look them all up. But are they still putting up all-star numbers? And then is Forsberg up with all these numbers? Well, Do, Right just, now, he's only got 11 goals, so that this year the answer is no. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't. I'm not a fan of big long contracts into the you know mid 30s. I know you're gonna. Yeah. I know you're gonna have players like that, but you know at some point they're gonna begin to decline in their play. I mean, they just it happens. It's not gonna be that they're. They're bad hockey players. I mean, I just read off a number of of players who are, you know, in their late 30s or early 40s. You know, McDavid's name wasn't in there. Matthew's name wasn't in there. You know, some of these top-notch Kale McCarr, like, those are the top players in the NHL right now. They're the big, they're the big players. That's who the NHL all eyes are on those types of players but they're young crosby's they're young. 35 and he's well he's no i he's, guess he's, he's doing okay he's having well, an okay season yeah he's only he, got 19 goals though but that's what i mean he's not putting up the numbers he was when he was um, 20 well he had 20, 30, 31 last year but before uh, before that um he, well, he only played 16 games uh but that last time he had over 30 goals, uh, was in 19, and they had 35. So, I mean, he's – I guess his numbers have gone down, too, compared to what he had. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody hits their plateau. I mean, it's just – it is what it is. Like, you, it's inevitable. So, I, I guess it just um, – I mean, I'm hoping for your sake. I mean, I, I, I truly mean this. I, mean, I hope it works out and he just breaks out of this shell that he's in right now and he can become that Tage Thompson-type player for you guys. But I just, I don't know. I mean, he had he had one or two good seasons. You know, does that put him at an all-star level? I, I just don't know. I mean, if he has another one this year, I say absolutely. But he's not on pace to do that right now. Well, but he has, I mean, you know, in 21, 22, he had uh, 42 goals, uh, which was his career high. Yeah. That's and, a good season. Know, that's, I mean, I guess that's what based the contract on. Um, but, you know, and it, I guess what I was trying to get at when they signed Thompson is he, he didn't have those kind of numbers when they signed him for a contract. 
uh, Forsberg, you know, he signed the contract, you know, it was, uh, you know, right, you know, right after that season, he had put up 42. The year before, he only had 12, but he had 20 assists. But he only he only played 39 games because he he had a couple injuries that year. Um, you know, and you know, before that season, you know, he had 20, 28. You know, he had a couple 30 goal seasons. So he's been consistently putting goals up. He just hasn't been able to get to that 40 and 50 other than that uh, last year marker. And I think they based that 42 uh, goals on, or the contract on that 42 goal season. And I, I think one of the reasons why I was criticizing the Thompson contract is because he hadn't put those kind of numbers up yet. Um, you know, he, he's obviously doing that this year. If they would have waited, I don't know, cause he's obviously under contract cause that contract doesn't kick until next season. So they could have waited till this season to give him that massive contract. Then I'd be okay. I'd be like, yes. Okay. But at the time he hadn't put up those kind of numbers. So I think that's what I was basing it on as far as production. I, I should have been more clear, more clear on that um you know when i was on a yeah no i i get it i mean it comes to a mystery i i understand like why who is this kid and why would you pay so much for him when you haven't you know the proof is in the pudding and you haven't shown me well actually um yeah actually he did have 38 goals last season but it was like so i i guess yeah i guess they kind of he's respectable but i you know it was like kind of quiet i didn't even realize you know we didn't hear about that you know those kind of goals so i mean and, and you know so he's almost got that now in half as many games so um yeah so you know, i, I just, guess and i just want to do a comparison for you really quick you know you brought up crosby and i just want to point out like crosby his first five seasons in the league he put up 102 points, 120 points, 72 points, 103 points, and 109 points in his first five seasons. His last five seasons, he had one 100-point season, 47 points, 62 points, 84 points, 43 points. You, you get a regression in your play is the point that I was trying to make. So... I just and, and again, I think those three years are advantageous to Tage and to Buffalo because Buffalo at that point, you know, they can really at that point evaluate, okay, are you still for real or can we move on from you? Like you still have some trade potential to you to go to another team and help them in a playoff run or whatever the case might be. You know, he's he's got potential. But I think if you go to try to trade a Forsberg at the end of his contract, you know, it's going to be like a Burns or, you know, even a Carlson. Is he going to be able to continue to produce at that, that level at that age? Like, is he going to be worth as much to you? It could work. It could work. It could work. He might, yeah. he, he might just find his groove and just go. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I... 
I just wanted to bring that up, and you know, I think you know, I, I think we can kind of close it, close the door on that one. You know, kind of exhausting itself out. So, yep. um, to, so I think uh, time to move on, and maybe you know, see what happens in the, in the future with those two. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I, I I'm hoping he does well. Don't really have any big uh, news stories. Um, <clears throat> other than you know they're getting ready for the overdone winter classic um which i don't want to get a, a go off on a rant on that one um any poos no um <clears throat> i know um i don't know if you saw but uh ovechkin's son uh he was in practice uh capitals practice and uh i guess he's kind of Stole the show by scoring a goal on, uh, uh, what goalie was it? It was uh, Kemper, Darcy Kemper. Um, I, I didn't see the video, so I don't know if it's one of those. It's a goalie kind of like, eh, go ahead and score. You know, it's just practice. But Oh, no, um, he went in and he, he did a, you know, a triple deke. Put it right past him. You should have saw it. It was incredible. I think he was like one, two years old, but whew. He's got hands like his dad. You gotta watch it. You gotta see it. Oh yeah, I just saw the video. <laughs> uh, Kemper's a little a little slow there. He needs to get <clears throat> start working on his uh, speed there, going down to the fight, going into the butterfly. I don't know. The Capitals are hot right now, so I don't I think got, I don't think Kemper's no. gonna have an issue. Yeah, I guess maybe uh, little little Obi is not ready yet. Then Sergey, no, soon, couple years. Anything on Buffalo's front? No, got a uh, big game tomorrow in Boston. Not looking forward to that beating. Well, you just don't be- know. just before the Winter Classic, so Boston must be playing a back to back then. Because they're playing the Penguins on the first, right? Or is that? I'm sure, the Sabres played on the first too, but not Winter Classic. Oh, well, yeah, okay. So I guess that's kind of a moot point as far as both having back to backs. Yeah, the Wings. You know, there's a couple of um, Verana. He came back. He's skating down with Grand Rapids right now. Um, you know, after being off for for quite a bit. But he's ready to play. They say he's looking really good. Um, he's really motivated to get back in the lineup, and I don't think it'll be too long before he's he's back in the uh, back in the D. Um, also, Robbie Fabry. The news is is that he is reported to be back on the ice against the Devils on Wednesday. Um, you know, it brings me to another point that I had mentioned earlier. I was going to talk about. Johnny Burgers, uh, Jonathan Bergren. Is he in or is he out? And that's that's a, a question that's kind of up for grabs. d have you have you seen anything on him? Like, do you know who he is? Like, are, I know we've talked about him, you know, in the preseason, but. No, I haven't heard anything about him. Yeah, see, he's kind of, you know, flying under the radar, but he's, uh. You know, he's one of their rookies. He's finally playing up. Um, you know, he's he's been really he, he plays a fast paced game. He's he's throws his body around like he's just he's not afraid to get in there. 
and get in the dirty areas and he's he's a young kid and he's uh let's see so in the last five games he's got two goals and two assists in the last five games three no a goal and two assists i'm sorry a goal and two assists in the last five games for a, for a fourth liner i'll take it i'll take it and he's young but now I also think this is a kid that you can send back down to Grand Rapids and it's it's kind of tough because you got to make room for Verona. He's going to be coming back up. You got to make room for Fabry. Got to make room for Bertuzzi. I mean, we're we're pretty injured right now. So there's going to be guys that go down and I I think Bergeron who's playing great right now, I think he's going to, you know, I think he's going to fall the axe down to Grand Rapids. And that's, you know, no shame to him. It's it's just the wings are kind of deep. But that's, you know, you got to look at that as a double-edged sword because why is he going to want to stay down in the AHL when he can prove that he can be up in the NHL? So if there's not a spot for him, is he going to jump ship? You know, it's I, I, I try not to think that way. And, you know, I think players should, you know, I, I would like to think they'd be a little loyal to their teams, but. Um, kind of like how the Predators uh, did with Tolvanen, but I guess that's a whole different story. If because yeah, um yeah, because they won't have to go on waivers. Yeah, because they can send Soderblom, him, um, Wallman. You know, they can send these guys back down. They're all playing great hockey right now, and I think that shows that Detroit's got a, a great future as these guys mature and you know grow into what we hope are are good hockey players. Um, also t- talking, maybe Zadina will be, be back by the end of January. So that's another piece that we can try out, which I've got mixed feelings on him, but yeah, just a few, few guys coming back. It'll be nice to get them back in the lineup and see what we can do to spark up a little, a little bit more offense in the earlier parts of the game. Cause I don't well, like playing catch up. Yeah. Watch out for the Griffins. They might become, uh... They they might get on a hot streak without things coming off of the really with their uh, yeah, uh, conditioning. Nedeljkovic is going to come down for a couple games um, for his conditioning stint. And but as long as we're talking about the AHL, just briefly, uh, not not much on the Admirals. Um, I, I had mentioned they 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 uh, they beat the Wolves uh, last. No, did the I think I said it right this time uh, last week. Uh, but they play. They played them again uh, at Milwaukee. Uh, actually, both games were at Milwaukee. Uh, they lost to them. This this time they lost to them uh, uh, four to three uh, after beating them pretty good five two. But then uh, just earlier tonight they played the Grand Rapids. Uh, that was in Milwaukee, and they shut them out three to nothing. They need all the help they can get. Uh, they won three to nothing. I couldn't see who scored because it wasn't updated. Uh, but then they they playing. Then they got to go right back uh, at, at tomorrow night. It's a home and home at Grand Rapids. Um, so we'll see if they can beat them again tomorrow night. So that that's all that I got for the for the Admirals. Let's jump over the Amherst. Amherst continue on their hot streak. 
tonight or on Wednesday, they had a four nothing lead versus Utica. Utica came back and tied it in the final minute after I left the game because, well, they were up four nothing. Um, <clears throat> Prisky scored in overtime, scored a game winner in overtime. Malcolm Subban won his 100th career game. It was a hard hitting, multiple fight game. Um, but like I said, they won, so that's all that matters. Tonight, as Dan knows, because he was there with me, not with me, he was there along with me. Wouldn't be caught dead too. alive next to him. And I, I made it on the. Him. He was on I the. I made it on the jumbotron. <laughs> At the end of the game, they actually they I'm actually called phone. everyone called the the dumbotron. Yeah, I made it on. I I was on my phone, so I look up and I see it. Like, hey, wait a minute, that's me. And they had these you know, AR stuff that they put on the on and um on the on the people, and they had like antlers on me. They had a little like a red thing on my nose. Like, what the hell is it? It's, the mo- <laughs> it's moose. It's the mascot. It's moose. The moose well, is never red. They had antlers on me. The moose have antlers. Does the moose? Did you ask if the moose has antlers? The moose do there. have antlers. They, they do. Yes, yes. They, the horns. yellow ones. If you if you have seen uh, the mascot tonight running around, shout like out to Marty, the mascot. Marty Moose. <clears throat> oh, is that what those things are on his head? I thought. Okay. Oh yeah. I thought. Okay. What do you think they were ears? Well, deer. Oh, okay. I guess moose is. Anyways. Good. Anyways, shout out, shout out to Marvin in the chat. Welcome, peacekeeper. Um, moving on to the tonight's game, other than Dan, they had uh, I think it was a one-one <laughs> game. Then the Amherst went up three-three-one. Senators team. Senators. Then the Amherst went ahead four-three and scored an empty netter to make it five-three. Oh, then. Uh, oh, then. Oh, then the Amherst must have won five straight. That's what that Facebook post was. Yes, they won. This is their fifth straight win. Amherst had goals from Yopes. Bureau, Kisikoff, Mersh, the captain, and Brett Murray. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was their fifth straight win. They're doing real well. Hopefully they can keep it up. Oh, yeah, and that the Murray goal was ending that goal, and that, that was actually a smart thing. He That was a good hustle play, got to get a uh, uh, puck on the boards, and then he went, He didn't just shoot at the net. He made sure he was – he pretty much skated put almost on the top of the, of the crease. He, put, he was almost on top of the crease when he put it in the net, unlike some some NHL players that just, like, have a wide open net and screw it up. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Chuck. No, Klingberg. I don't know. I don't remember. I think – I want to say it happened against Detroit. And RV. Arvidsson. Stole the puck. It was RV. Larkin on RV. Yep. Got him. And then I think didn't Detroit come back in that game and win it? They no, they lost it. They tied it up, went into overtime, and then lost it in overtime. Well, that saved Arby's job. That was early in the season too. Yep. It was just a lack of hustle on his part. That's all it was. Well, Murray made sure he wasn't gonna be an RV and he made sure he was made that thing was gonna go right in the net and the game. Been hearing that a lot lately. Not only is that the Amherst school song, it's also Casey Middlestat school song. So heard that last night. Heard that for the past three nights. 
It's the night. I did the, hear that. I was wondering why they were playing it. It's the Nighthawks goal song too. <clears throat> yep. The, every time the Nighthawks score, they score that. But I think the Amherst only use that for the fourth goal because I think the first three, the first three goals they play the original, uh, which was should have been uh, freeze frame that they've been playing for years. I remember that. Do they still use that? that? Yeah. I've always, I've always heard the, the uh, jukebox the, hero song. So the, the first, the top, the first three goals they ever score are freeze frame, and then after that, it's the jukebox hero. I guess I learned something new. I don't pay that close attention. I guess you learn something new every day. At least, at least <laughs> every game that I've been to, it's been like that. Um, I, cause I, what is it called? Freeze frame. Freeze frame. It's what they did that way back in the eighties uh, when they first. Do you remember that guy went... that used to dance and take his shirt off and swing it around his head? Do you remember him? At the Amherst? Oh yes. yeah, wait, that's way back in the eighties. That's before Brian. Yeah. No. No, we're talking the big him? guy. Yeah, the we're big talking... guy. Get right up yeah, in, the, yeah. in the aisle and go nuts. Him. Oh, maybe that was he the nineties. Was... <laughs> when he no. danced at tequila. Like... No, he the danced to. Uh... No, the country song. Um... No, I mean, for, I mean, this guy, just to kind of paint a, a picture. Big, big dude. He was like, we're talking like three hundred plus. Yeah, he danced dude. to a country song. Brent and Ron. No, no, not yet. Ernie, give me a few it? weeks. There was a guy that before that that would would do it to tequila. <clears throat> I remember that it would come on. I forget what what period it would come on, and this guy would just run down, and just rip his shirt off. He's a big boy, so there's a lot moving. It's like Jello, smacking aside of Jello, watching this guy run. <laughs> but he would do it every game. And just the crowd, the crowd loved it. It was, it was a spark. It was just wild. Any, uh, <laughs> no, I, I wonder if there's any suspensions yeah, or. No, I haven't heard that. I, 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 do, I don't think we do have a rookie watch update. Hit it, oh. Buffalo. Oh, that's me. Um, not much change. We got, uh, Maddie Berniers with 25 points. <clears throat> Matthias Maselli with 22. That's still the same. Cole Perfetti still with 20. And then you got Mason McTavish moved up to 20 as well. He got one point this week. Next on the list is two Buffalo Sabres. Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka with 17 points. Jack stayed the same. J.J. moved up. Uh, Shane Pinto and Wyatt Johnson also have 17 points. They're tied for. Then you got Kent Johnson and Kalen Addison with 16 points. On the uh, assist column, we have three Sabres in the top 10. Owen Power with 12 assists. Jack Quinn, 11. And JJ Paterka with 10. That's all I got. It's nice to have uh, some of your own players in that list. Sure is. It means you finally did something right in the draft. Mm-hmm. You can't say that for the Gila, are you back? I feel like we missed you there for a second. They trade away all their damn draft picks. Well, I think they uh, learned the hard way on that one. 
And it's I, nice I that they just, you kind of eat it, you move on, and they've turned everything they've done into gold. So they are doing it right. Gold, no, no pun intended. No. Um, I forgot to mention in the top of the show, um, you know, last week, uh, I think it was last week, uh, Buffalo Brain uh, was mentioning he was the new general manager of the Buffalo Sabres and the GCHL. Well, I am now the assistant GM of the Predators, and we made a trade today. Uh, we traded Without anyone totally- knowing. No, I we're we're discussing. We we've been talking about it for the last couple of days. Listen to this, folks. Listen, gave, listen to this, folks. The, the GM, the GM gave the okay. Um, we traded Tolvanen for uh, Clutterbuck. Wait, who? Uh, now Clutterbuck. Are, are we saying they, the same guy that you talked about for two hours last week? Because yeah, we oh, got got rid of him. No, now you got I rid was, of him, and it's okay. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Well, that. That was real life, and this is uh, kind of fantasy type thing. But in the game, uh, Tolvanen had six points, and Clark had five. So, just so want to bring what, 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 And what, also, what was the point of the trade? Like, why did you do it? Just to do it? Uh, because we needed somebody like Clutterbuck in the lineup. Why that's did guy, you need guy, Clutterbuck? How many games have you watched? Uh, we 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 got uh, we needed uh, uh, physicality. Oh, you did. <laughs> um, you needed physicality. Well, that and the the previous GM that got banned traded away Saros for Campbell, but Campbell's actually pretty good in this game. Soupy, Jack Campbell. Oh, Jack, not Brian. No, the goaltender. But anyway, uh, also, um. Rant and Ron and I are the GM of the Oshawa Generals junior team in that same uh, GCHL. So, yep, I set all the well, lines today, told, but, gave a little pep talk, and we went out there and got a two nothing victory. Three, it was three. Oh wait, was it three? No, it was two. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was mm-hmm. yeah, it was two to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so no moves, no moves for them yet because they look solid. I was watching a little bit, of, um, a little bit of the uh, third period and. Yeah, they the, the four checking on Asho. I mean, they they played uh, just Steelheads, Mississauga. So I don't know how good they are, but they they look pretty good actually. So, um, bring it back to the real life, real life stuff. <laughs> um, well, I guess we can. You know what? I, get... You know what game? I'm just I'm just looking at this. You know what game I want to watch? I want to watch Boston in Toronto. Those two teams are the top two in the East. They've kind of turned into a playoff rival. Bunch of jerks. I I want to know when they play each other. I think that would be a tremendous game to watch. I just Boston. think I mean, just look Boston hot. I mean, Boston has four losses. Toronto's got eight, which is, you know, and not not as good, but it's still still good. I mean, you, you do have Carolina, but I just love the way that Boston and Toronto play each other, and now they're so close in the standings. I know it's still early on, but I just, I just think that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a good game. January fourteenth, it's a Saturday night. Uh, oh, that might be in Boston too. Um, it could no, be a I good guess, game. No, I guess it's not on Hockey Night Canada. 
Um, but Boston, Toronto, and then they play again at the end of January, um, or in the beginning of February, February, February 1st. first at Toronto. So the first one, the one in January yeah, is pretty in close. Boston. So any mixed, any mixed feelings could definitely spill over into that game. It's relatively close enough. How about Boston and Carolina? They're close I, together in points. Yeah, I think, I think and they're, that, that, that's a decent rivalry too. Yeah. I just, I still think Boston and, and, the Leafs play each other so hard. I don't know. Boston's playing everybody hard, so it doesn't really matter. God, I hate but, saying that. But they're, yeah, just, they're well, good. They're good They'll eventually teams. fall off, I think. But yeah, but everyone's been saying, saying that. that and they, you know, they just keep winning. It's not even the All-Star break yet. So, so um, no ice song. No, that we uh, – oh, uh, ice, ice, baby. Yeah. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Okay. Uh, okay, we got the HL updates out of the way. I guess we can move on to the previews for next week. Hold on. Uh, I don't think that's been... hold on. There has there hasn't been any been any uh suspensions or fines this week that I heard. Any You're missing a large piece to this puzzle. Talked about the rookies. Keep going. Uh, uh what are we gonna what what's next? Ron's favorite song. Moving on to Ryan's hideout. <clears throat> We're going to go with our uh, Where Are They Now segment for the week. Maxim Finneganoff. You guys remember him? Yes, we do. <laughs> he is one of my all-time, he is my all-time favorite hockey player. Drafted by the Sabres around 3, 97, 69th overall. He played nine seasons for Buffalo, one in Atlanta. His best season was a 23, 38, 61 point in 56 games he also had 61 points in atlanta but that was a full 82 game season he played for after atlanta he moved on to the cal where he played for several teams and appears to have retired in 2020 at the age of 40 but yeah he was one of my favorites one of my favorite goals was goalie scored versus uh the rangers in the playoffs uh overtime he scored turned around he was like the blue line turn around and just like dove towards center ice and went sliding across the ice and the team just piled on him um but he was such a fast skater sure do miss him i'll move on to the uh tuck versus uncle watch nothing there <clears throat> same as last week tuck just has one more game played no more points michael's still hurt surprise surprise is there any um indication on when he's going to return i haven't Michael? heard but I- haven't really followed it because I don't care anymore. Just Who's got that? an offer for Patrick Kane. Oh. You want I've him been, or don't want him? Uh-oh. I've been trying to get him for the past week. What do they want? <clears throat> Let's move what on. They, what do they, what do they want? Cage Thompson. No, I already traded him away, remember? Oh, that's right. Why? Because he's horrible in the game. Remember, this is a game. This isn't real life, Dan. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. He's traded Tolvin, and he's going to light it up. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, he does have more points than Clutterbuck. Oh, that's wait, one. this wasn't official. This was not an official proposal. Now we can go to next week's previews. Okay, that was a quick one. Um... All right, well, on the Preds front, they have uh, 
They're at Vegas, so they're continuing this quick road trip, Anaheim tonight, and then uh, at Vegas on the 31st, New Year's Eve. And then they return home to play Montreal, and then uh, then they go on the road again at Carolina, and then next Friday at Washington. Might possibly be able to recap that one. Not sure. Depends on when how late the game gets over, and all that uh, stuff. But uh, they're not going to beat Vegas. Uh, Vegas is kind of hot right now. Uh, Montreal at home. I guess it all depends on what Montreal team comes up. Shows I don't not really sure how they're doing this year. Um, I think. Uh, I don't think they're doing too bad. Um, and then uh, Carolina's a really hot team. I don't know. Maybe the Preds can win. You know, Carolina's probably due for a loss. You know, they got that big win streak coming or going. And um, But I'm going to say Carolina. It's, it's in Carolina. The Ca- the Caniacs are rabid. They're probably better right now. They're probably better, better fans than the Predators right now. They're supporting their team. Um but uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna say Carolina's gonna win that game, and then uh, at Washington, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say Preds are gonna win that game. I don't know why, I don't know how, but I, I think they're gonna win that game. So, lost. That's, a, that's going that's going out on a limb right there. I, I I didn't really say much. I didn't I didn't really say the Montreal game. Oh, uh, that I think that's a toss. But I uh, uh Preds. They can't. They can't seem to find their identity yet. They can't seem they to. They can. I they're mean, they're they too. Can. They're too inconsistent. You know, they win like one game in every five. So I, I'm just gonna say they're gonna drop. Find a way to lose that game at home, just like they did against Dallas. So loss, 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 and a win. Uh, man, I, you might not be wrong. Um, you know, on the wings, they've got. They don't have. You know, they've got some difficult hockey coming up here. So they've got or Ottawa tomorrow. That's at Little Caesars. Um, I think they can win that game. Then on Wednesday, the Devils come back. So another three days off. The Wings are going to lose that game. The Wings don't play as well. I don't feel like when they come back from a long break. They did battle back this week. But as you saw, they had a very weak start. And usually they don't. They they battle, but usually they, they don't overcome that that type of a deficit, but um, they're going to be having three days off. New Jersey's on a hot streak right now. I'm going to say New Jersey wins this game. Um, and then Friday, similar to UD law, depending on the game and all that, when it gets over, they're playing Florida. Um, I'm going to say Detroit, Detroit wins that. That's a home game for Detroit. I, I think they win that game. So, they got a nice homestand, three game homestand. Well, actually four, wasn't it? No, three. Or, oh, they, they just, were at, Oh, that's true. Buffalo. That was at Buffalo. Yeah, so it's Ottawa, New Jersey, and Florida all at home. And then, yeah, we'll get into the next one next week. But um, So I'm going to go win-loss win. So I'm going to go two and one. What's Buffalo looking like for the next week? Tomorrow we got Boston. I'm going to go with a big L for that one. Hopefully not, but <clears throat> I'm okay with it if it is. And then on the first, we have Ottawa in Ottawa. That's going to be a W, I sure hope. And then on the third, we're in Washington, which I believe will also be a win. So three games in four, five days. Yeah, in Washington, they're playing pretty good hockey. So that'll be a good game. 
Yeah, apparently, uh, apparently on our front, that Washington can't win a game. But then again, uh, Buffalo's in another class as Washington, and Predators are due for wins against somebody. And just too bad the Wings didn't play Washington. Then we could have a clean sweep. Yeah, I mean, you got to... I don't know. We've we've beat the Preds to death on this show. And they just they have to find an identity. They got to find leadership. I mean, they're just they're lacking as a whole and until they figure that out, they are just going to be the same old predators. Kind of reminds me of uh last season when we, you know, doing kind of similar to Detroit with Detroit, although I don't think it was as bad. Um just because oh, well, they Oh, Detroit didn't really fire their coach. Did they fire the coach in midseason, or was it? No, after? it was at the end. It was after the end. So, oh yeah, I guess I guess it was just you on Blashill all season. I guess that's uh, or at least for since we started in, in March, I believe we started this. And I understand um, why now. I jumped the gun early on that Ali Crow. Well, I, I, I agree with you, Dan. You said all along he should stay till till the end of the season. Well, I don't know what the difference is between that and Hines, though. I mean, because I've been saying get rid of Hines now, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I guess the season's lost, but I don't know. I mean, see, I would even be okay with Hines riding. What's his contract up next year? Um, I think it was. I, I think it was a three-year contract. I'll have to research that. I believe it, it was either a two or three year contract. Well, you got you give them next year. So you give them next year with a new GM, a new look, and see if the team gets better, or gets worse. You you need a new GM. You got to bring in a different type of the the Preds just need a different type of player. It was a two year contract. Oh, okay. So um... give them the two years. New GM, two years. See what happens well, to the team. He, After uh, two years, if the team's getting better, then he might be your guy. He might be the guy to develop the, you know, the young class of guys that a new GM might bring in. They did make the playoffs in all all was three seasons, but I mean, a couple. Oh, who's three seasons? Hines. Hines, but I mean, a, a, a couple were just barely making the playoffs, and then I think they. Lost in the first round, you know, it got swept last year, and I think they made it. I think they just made it the second round the year before. Um, but I, you can't even. I, it wasn't him that made the playoffs. Obviously, I mean, I don't know, but um, so I think his contract is up. Um, it was a two-year contract, so I think he's got one more year after this. I think it, I think it started last, yeah, it was last, uh, last May, I think he signed it. So I think he's got one more year after this in his contract. So I don't know, um... I don't know the answer. I mean, I, I wish. I mean, obviously, if I did, I'd probably be the GM or or the owner. But yeah, I'm still just. I I guess I guess they got to start with the you know start with the GM, but then if you get a new GM, then obviously he's going to change coach. So see, the, I just feel like the the Predators, I, the field to me is almost like the Lions, where 
you just you you feel like they're coming together, and then it just doesn't. Well, at least the Lions can put together some wins. No, I mean, this is all new. This is all new, and this is a huge topic in Lions fandom is, are these the same old Lions? Now, I equate that to the Predators, where just maybe getting into the playoffs, like, okay, take the Lions playoffs and all that out of it. It's the whole get you to the verge of maybe being okay, getting into the playoffs. You might squeak into the playoffs and then get a first-round bounce. Yeah, you did have your one Stanley Cup finals appearance. In building on that, I thought, you know, at the time, you know, 2017, I thought that was the the leap that they needed. I thought that was going to be when they became elite, if you say, and, and be there, you know, maybe not the finals every year, but in, in the, in the conference finals, like let's like Colorado's and the Dallas, well, Dallas ain't a good example, but like, like the Detroit's in the nineties and the, and even the Penguins. Um, yeah, I just thought maybe they, that was their, 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 their diving board where they would, you know, take that leap and become a great team. And up until that time, they were, you know, kind of mediocre. But then the next year, I, I don't know if the way they lost the finals, if that did something. Um, but then they, you know, they they had a decent year. The year actually it was a year after when they won the won the Prince Cup, Prince Trophy, and then um, and then after that, they just kind of fell flat on their face. So, you know that obviously didn't happen um so i'm just you know i I guess they're kind of in a rebuild but they're not like officially in a rebuild maybe now here's a question look at so how many coaches have they had in the last few years uh well they had laviolette and heinz laviolette took over for trots and then heinz took over for laviolette um so they've only had three coaches and I guess, I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess you can say that's consistency. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just, well, yeah, but you know, yeah, I mean, everyone how, your course eventually. But they've only had one GM and how many, you know, I mean, how look many. At like Lavi, look at Lavi. How many. Look at Trots. I'd like to know how many teams have had, you know. I mean, most most teams have had a lot of GMs, but I mean, obviously, a lot of teams have been around a lot longer than the Predators. What if I these mean, coaches are, are leaving that... because the GM won't let them have a say in who the players are? But there are, you know, and, and to finish my thought, there was some, um, you know, there's there's obviously uh, some uh, some teams that. Oh no, I lost. Train of thought, but I, it's going back to the GM thing. I wonder what teams, um, how many teams have only had have have had more than, you know, two or three GMs, and they're you know, because I mean, the Predators only had the one GM. Are there any other teams that have only had one or two GMs? It seems like there's a lot of teams have had. I mean, obviously, there's not that many teams that have been you know around. Less than the prayers, you know, 20, 25 years. I mean, there, there, there's a handful. Um, I, I will, you, you gotta throw out Vegas and Seattle because they're new and, you know, obviously they're, they're not change their GM after just a couple years. But, you know, teams like St. Louis and, the, you know, that, that have been in, 
you know, from the, you know, the seventies, um, and, and, and like, you know, maybe Washington, you know, I, I may, we're going to have to probably do some research on it. You know, how many, how many teams, you know, GMs as far as, you know, like Buffalo, how many GMs does they have? Like four or five, um, Detroit, they've had what? Probably five or six. Yeah. They've had a handful. Um, so I'm just wondering, you know, but I don't think you have to don't base it on quantity. Based on quality. Now, if Poyle was a GM that has progressed your team into a dynasty, you know, I know it takes time to get a dynasty. Well, Bowman did that with Detroit, and they got rid of him. Oh, he retired. He retired. Nobody got rid of him. But you, but, you know, how many times have you won the cup? And the answer is zero. How many times have you been there? You've been there once. You know, which are, which are, it's okay, but you want to be seeing an elite team. I mean, you're just running on the same old stale gas, essentially. You know, I don't mean that in a, in a negative way, but I just don't, I, I just can't buy into a team that just is okay just making the playoffs. Like, I, I was almost getting disappointed as Wings fan. Like, yeah, the streak is cool. But I don't I don't want to just squeak in and get a first round bounce every single year. I want to actually get in and be a contender. And unfortunately, you got to take your falls as an organization to come back up. You know, like Buffalo. Buffalo is a perfect example of that. They've had their down years for many years. They finally put the right personnel in and they've excelled. They've they've thrived. But you look at but you look at but you look at um, Nashville and you've got Laviolette. He's with Washington. They're one of the hottest teams right now. You had Trotz. He left. He gets a cup over there. So you've got these good coaches that are going other places and finding success. So why can't they find that same success in Nashville? And it's got to be the personnel. It's got to be the players. Well, that and they haven't had any, you know, top scorers as far as like 50, 50 60 goals. Um, I think the most is like... How far as we got forty a few years ago? Then you go find <clears> one. No, well, they trade them away or or you lose them in free The Wings aren't going to have a team that's going to have, you know, a fifty goal score, but they're finding ways to win games. You just need a bunch of guys that compete. It's not about one or two fifty goal scores. I mean, look at look at Edmonton. Yeah, they get in every single year. They get bounced every single year. Well, they've also had like five number one draft picks. Found it. Wait, what'd you find? What's this gold? I found the jumbotron shot. Oh my god! Where are we putting it? Oh, moving on. But anyway, but get getting really quick. I don't want to beat this dead horse, and I know I'm so hard on Nashville about this. But at some point, you have to rip the Band-Aid off. You have to just say, okay, we, we need to enter a true rebuild. Why are we just stale and stagnant every year? You don't want to just get in. You want to compete. You want to be a team that you can really rally behind and you know has a legit opportunity to win. And Nashville is just not that team. So they need and to become that team. I think he thinks that you know, every year he expects them that they're going to be that team to contend and he puts these rosters together. I mean, they're a decent roster. 
um, on paper. Um, but but they it's just a fit on the ice. A lot, a lot of times they don't gel. I mean, they they in in the coach and they're switching lines just about every game. I mean, lately they but have. That's what I'm trying to get to. Lines. Who helps the players to gel? But well, the coach. Okay, know, so the coach helps the players you know, to gel. James, so he, and then, the, you know, the captain, you know, they, they have their own, you know, off-ice stuff, you know. And who appoints and, the captain? Practices, and um, it's usually a team vote. Um, sometimes it can be – sometimes it's a coach, but a lot. I think okay, a so lot of times it's, it's go, you know, the team actually votes on it. But, you know, it, the thing is, I think the like GM – I think the GM might be. I think he's kind of like in a denial because every year he's like, "Oh, we're a contender, we're a contender." Well, be realistic. I mean, are you a Thank contender? You. You're not. I mean, Thank you. It, it gets the fans all, you know, hope. Oh yeah, we're gonna get, and then they have a season like this, and it's like. But where are they now? Yeah, where so, are they now? Like I told I you this a couple him, years ago. I don't want to see him to go in a full rebuild because it just means more losses. But it does. You have to take those lumps on the I mean, chin right now. I don't know. I mean, Ask it, Buffalo Brian about Buffalo. I mean, look at them. They they were well, dumpster for fire for a year. No, well now, now, but they were a dumpster fire for many Not years rebuilding. They were good in the nineties. Right. What have they done since? They got Lyco. Then what they have they done right since? Away. What I'm trying to get to is Buffalo is is a young team. They've built through the draft. They've but did they go through a rebuild? Players. They are right now. They they have been since Eichel has been a rebuild. That was like what ten years. I'm not saying like towards the end of his tenure with Buffalo to now has been a, a rebuild. The last two to three years, they've been terrible. And that's because they were building the young kids. They were getting experience playing and, you know, watching some of these young guys like like Casey Middlestat, you know, just and, and just making sure that they put the right team together. And what I'm trying to get to is you said that the coach helps the team gel. The coach assigns a captain. You said a captain can help create a winning environment so the coach knows what types of players he wants if he wants gritty if he wants fast if he wants somebody with a spunky personality to mesh with a certain line or somebody who's stern and can just take charge even if he's not a captain type person to, yeah, I don't to think mesh Hines with another knows. line but i don't think Hines knows what kind of team he wants well what i'm trying to get at is maybe the coach knows the identity of each line that he's trying to build. And if you have a GM that's not going to support that and is not going to do that, then you go find a GM that will. And I, I seem to think Washington might have a GM that's willing to work with the coach on all of these decisions because, like I said, Trotz goes over, hoists a Stanley Cup. Laviolette, he's playing great right now too, or not playing, but coaching great right now. So maybe there's just not a good fit with, you know, Poyle and any coach that's there. But I mean, I really liked Laviolette. I thought he was doing great things in Nashville, and I, I just—he's doing great things everywhere. You can't. I mean, he lost the finals, but I don't he got you there. You know, you can't fire a coach just because he lost one finals. 
Um, maybe if he loses through three or four, then yeah. Now is he fired, or did the team and him he, part ways? They fired him, and then they brought Hines in. Right. So it was um, officially like a. It was like in. It was like in. It was in midseason. Like it was like I don't know exactly what month, but it was in. It was in midseason. So it wasn't um, like oh the Predators and Laviolette agreed to part ways. It was they fired. No, him. it was right, it was in the middle of the season. Um, okay, I'm not, I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly what month it was, but then <clears throat> then they brought Hines in. Um, I was devastated when they fired him because I th- you know he he I thought he did a great job and I loved the the style that he you know he was a very offensive team and I just thought they were looking good. I mean they just ran into a you know a, you know the Penguins were just. They were one of the top teams at that time. Dynasty, and that's what you and, want. Well, and not anymore, but um, in seventeen, they were they were they were really you know they were still one of the top teams when they won the you know when they beat the Predators. So, but I don't know why they got rid of them. I don't know. I I, I don't. I had to research. You, just, I you might never. Find I don't out. think they were in a losing streak. Um, I thought they were doing pretty good when they fired them. I mean, but they've always went through those streaks where they lose some and win some. And but you know, I I just I can't understand why they would get rid of him. I mean, obviously, you know, he's probably not the type of player to get to. Uh, to hang around for 10, 15 years, like trots. Um, but, you know, he was only there for, uh, I think it was like maybe three or four years. Yeah, and sometimes um, teams just need a refresh. But I just, I thought they were early to jump the gun on him as well. I, I agree with you, D-Law. Every show, it seems like we just beat that up. And I, I hate to keep revisiting it, but I guess until something happens, we got to um, keep it going. Yeah, my, you know, and I gotta but, wonder yeah. how much. Like, we'll dive into this next next show. So, D Law, you and I, and and Buffalo can do some research on this. But I wonder how invested and how involved the ownership is, because it's like a conglomerate, right? Um, the the yeah, the Predators they have multiple owners, but they have mainly like, like a uh, private equity group or whatever they call it. But they they have like three, maybe two or three main owners but i mean it's it's like a like a group of owner it's an ownership yeah, um, i wonder how invested they are like i wonder if they even really care maybe the predators are just kind of like a loss leader form or who know i mean i wouldn't hope not i would not think that i mean that's kind of a big loss leader but maybe they just own it to say hey i own a hockey maybe they're not as invested as you'd want owners to be january 6 2020 and what was that for Okay, so it was yeah, it was right around. It was yeah, it was in just before the All Star break then. So three years ago. Oh, three. Okay. They were nineteen, fifteen, and seven. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, there had to, there has to been something because they were. I mean, that's better than they are right now. Um, It was exactly halfway through the season, forty-one games. Yeah, I just. I don't know. Maybe he was causing too much of a ruckus about getting new players in there because there's something there. Something was there. Something happened. Yeah, I, and you know there were that there was a decent record. I mean, right now they're just you know they're they're hanging around the 500. They're 15 and 14 in 34 games, so they're approaching halfway. Um, another 10 games or so. 
uh, eight games maybe. Um, depending on what uh, halfway will be about forty two, um, forty one. Uh, so you know their 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 percentage is five fifteen, but they're only one game. You know because they count that overtime. They're, they're fifteen fourteen and five. Um, so they're they're basically five hundred, and they're actually. I want to say they're not a they're not even a five hundred team. I mean they they got they got good players, but the way they play, they're they're a very sub sub five hundred team because they you know they just don't play to their capabilities, and you know teams like you know the Ducks they're they're really bad. Obviously, you know they put up six goals. Oh, uh, well, one of one off, one off, one of one off a duck. So it's just the, the bounces, but you know they they put up six goals against the ducks, and they can't do that against anyone else. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly kind of my point. Is like who who are the ducks? They're playing all right, but I don't know. You you want them to be elite. You want them to put together the right magic to become the elite team that you envision them to be, but. They haven't, and they haven't, and they haven't, and they haven't. And every year, it's the same thing. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, but didn't. So, at some point, it's just, it's got to give. At some point, you you got to look at the source, and that source, unfortunately, is Poyle. So, he's your weak, he's your weak link. He's your whammy. Well, uh... I guess it's um, time to say goodbye for another week. Um, as you know, mentioned at the top of the show, Pride Wings Podcast on Facebook, uh, Pride Wings Podcast on Twitch and Discord. I forgot to mention Discord earlier. Bad shame on me. Um, uh, at Pride Wings Pod on Twitter. And he, our email is pridewingspodcast at gmail.com. Um, so join us again next week for episode 42 and hopefully be a little more entertaining. Although this we need some ruckus to happen in the NHL, but it was, a, it was a light yeah, week. Yeah. If you want entertainment, join our discord. See the picture of Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, they, I don't know what the heck. Is that a moose? No, that's not the moose ears they I was look, thinking. They look like ears. That's like know. a bunny, bunny ears. Oh yeah. I that they're antlers. I guess they were ears. I don't know. I I wasn't really look. I didn't look, look at it too close. I was on my phone, as you can see the but, phone picture. But join anyway, our Discord, folks. You want to see this picture? I promise you that. And uh, and and kind of see our GCHL uh, careers going as far as GMs. Maybe we got a. Maybe we can sneak into the NHL, the real real NHL. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll they'll be picking up the phone tomorrow to get one of us. <laughs> it won't be me. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for tuning in to the Prey Wings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya, Smashville.